I am Japanese, I am Chinese, I'm Vietnamese. Suck on these. <laughs> <laughs>
but I'm having a nice time sitting in my garage looking at a screen. <laughs> Speaking of a glow up, this look is inspired by you today. Oh, well, I reversed oh, wow. it. She's silver, silver hair and a Hand red outfit. A I think oh, not. Amazing. It's amazing. It's your flipping opinion. Yeah, she flipped it and reversed it. I, I feel like Christmas it. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's why I wear it. I love Christmas. <laughs> and I loved watching you on Drag Race UK. You yeah, are so much fun. You brought so you much loved light. It so much, you nearly forgot so much what laughter. it was. <laughs> what is it? You loved no, it so much, so much, you nearly forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the thing is? It's not my fault. It's World of Wonders' fault. They keep pumping out new seasons. I feel like I have yeah. been bootlegging non-stop since September. There was Drag Race UK. <laughs> Don't you stop laughing. There was Drag Race UK. There was season 12. There was All Stars 5. Canada's Drag Race. And now we're getting Holland. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, Next Holland thing you well. know, there will be Drag Race Pluto, Drag Race Antarctica. Yeah. Drag Race, yeah. Oompa Loompa, yeah. what the fuck? You caught me there. I forgot. <laughs> but I knew I enjoyed watching you. I knew it. You caught me. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? So it was coming. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. There's, there's <laughs> like a thousand of us right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is, this is one mm. of the things. It does feel like, oh, there's so much of it at the moment. I'm, I can't, I can't take it all in. And I'm fully invested into this stuff. Like, you know, I love yeah. watching Drag Race, but even for me, I'm like, oh, I could just do with like six months away, guys, just six months away so that my brain <laughs> can reorientate itself to <laughs> remember which season Divina de Campo is off. <laughs> I mean, look at this, look at me. When people see this face, I get asked in interviews all the time, do people recognize you at airports now or people recognize you in public? I'm like, no, I'm not one of the big girls. I'm not Aquaria. I'm not Naomi Smalls. I'm not Shea Coulee. If you're not one of the big girls, they're just going to look like you like, who the hell are you? Like no. there's literally so many of us. <laughs> it's but nonstop. But no, come on. You were iconic in your season because you were so funny. Oh, oh people, yeah. I've gotten to, I've checked into hotels before where people were saying to me like, oh, I recognize you. You're from Drag Race. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> season six, right? In my mind, I'm like thinking, oh no, this bitch just got me confused with Gia Gun. Oh no, 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 no. But I embrace, but I embrace the moment. I say, yes. It is me. And then I check into my hotel yeah. and then they send fruit baskets to my hotel room. And yeah. I take the food. I sign it as Gia on the receipt because they think it's yes. me. And you know yeah. what? Just take it the moment and embrace it and take all the freebies there is. <laughs> you may as well. They'd be like, are you Gia? would be like, well, it depends. What room is Gia getting exactly? <laughs> <laughs> the room that's always funny for trans rights. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. I love that's it. it. So, uh, okay. Yuha is your birth name. How come you chose to keep that as your drag name? Well, I started doing dressing up before drag, so I wasn't sure which direction mm -hmm. I was going to take it in. And then eventually it got more serious. It turned to a career, and okay. now it's a joke again. So I figured, why not keep the name that I originally have? And Because I love yeah. myself. I embrace myself. Good. And drag is just an extension of who I am. I don't think like I have to change my name or change myself sure. just because I am dressed differently, if that makes sense. That yeah, totally makes sense. That no, and it totally works totally as well, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. about your name, 
Cracker was pure confused when you came in in the first episode because your last name for drag is Hamasaki, but you said that you were Chinese. So then she was like, well, hold on, there's Japanese, but Chinese, but Japanese, but Chinese. Oh my God, what is it? I don't know! So uh, <laughs> where does that come from? I am Japanese, I am Chinese, I'm Vietnamese. Suck on these. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hamasaki comes from the J-pop singer Ayumi Hamasaki. A lot of people in the Western world are not familiar with her, but she's like the Madonna okay. of the Asian world. She has the top selling records in top five of the world, actually, but not many people know of her in the Western culture. So that's where I got it okay. from. Hamasaki, I chose her last name because I want people to hear the name Yuhua Hamasaki before I enter the stage. Hmm. She's an Asian fierce diva because when I hear the name uh, Yuhua Hamasaki, I think of Yuhua Hamasaki. You know, just some Asian flair uh, to I it. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right yeah, now, definitely. since I'm dressed and inspired by you, Davina, you can call me Yuhua the Campo. Yuhua the Campo. Yuhua the Campo. Oh, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> and you've been learning oh, Italian, the... as you said. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, what in fact, repeat? yeah, you've been learning Italian, haven't you, as well? Uh, of course, I've learned how to say formaggio, which means cheese. Cheese, and perfect. And water means toilet. Okay. So how long have you been learning it for? <laughs> You're like, whatever. Five minutes. I've been learning with this guy that I was seeing before, but we stopped talking now. So like, I kind of learned because he had to, not because he was Italian. He's from El Salvador, but he's like really intrigued with like the Italian culture. So he started learning it. I was like, you know what? Since you're learning, I figure once we're in this pandemic, might as well. Yeah, absolutely. Make the most. Did of you time, say five it? minutes? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So where where in China are you originally from? And do you remember what it was like? Of course, I remember the the dirt poor part of China, southern China. Not even city or rural, but like the village, the like straws and haze and grass of China, southern China. Yeah, okay. keep nodding your head. So how, how, grass, it, how old were you when you what's moved? What's it called? What's it called? It's called Taishan, but the, like the Taishan. village was called Toisan. We had no electricity. We had no bathrooms. Like we grew our own vegetables. Like we lived next to the cows, the pigs. Like, yeah, it was. Not as oh, fancy as you are in the UK, I know, but like, <laughs> hey, I oh. made it, I'm a traction now. Yeah, hey. for real. Oh, there's nothing real. fancy about Manchester, right right trust now. me. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. That is an incredible, mm-hmm. like, journey. What a flip that must have yeah. been. I know, so when people say that, oh, I can't do anything. Yes, you can. If I, me, a little gay boy, with, grew up with no electricity, no bathrooms, Barely even a freaking roof over my head. Like, literally, no roof. When people say, like, no roof, like, I'm talking about no yeah. roof. Like, literally, no roof. Literally. You can yeah. do it, too. Life is in your own hands. Make it happen. Don't be lazy. Don't sit down. Don't wait for things to happen. If you have a dream, if you have something that you want to achieve, go for it. Because nobody is going to give you permission unless you give yourself permission. So run with it. Right, right. Not there just a drag what? queen, also a motivational speaker. And motivational speaker, that's yes! it, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> baby, a motivational speaker. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing this podcast with you right now. I mean, I can literally sit at home and say, ugh, filing my nails, ugh, we're in the middle of a pandemic, nothing going on. Yeah. But you know what? I can also utilize this time to speak with you, and hopefully this message travels to other people, 
and hopefully when somebody hears it, they do something with it. I live for it. For sure. How old were you when you moved? How old was I when I moved? Mm. I was seven years old at the time when I moved, and when I first landed in America, I remember looking out the window of the plane, and I said, this is the first time I ever saw snow. First time ever. Wow. Of course, right, yeah, yeah. What was that like as a seven-year-old to go from, you know, real rural living to then be (laughs) in the middle of... Look at you trying to sound politically correct. No, but like, you know, that's real. I don't want to get in trouble with the people that are poor. (laughs) But that's, you know, that's a real culture change. That isn't just like, you know, you're not going from, you know, where where I'm from is kind of a little rural-ish town. It's not like that. You've gone from, like, the back to New York. Like, that is... What was that like, culturally, to try and deal with as a seven-year-old? It was hard. Our parents, not our, but, like, my sister and our parents, they fought a lot because it was a culture shock to them as well. Because my dad was an architect in China. He had a pretty decent job. Mm. My mom was just a stay-at-home mom. She never really worked. So when they got here... My dad ended up working in a retail, retail shop. He had to lift boxes. He was taking jobs that was beneath him. So they fought a lot because of the change. And my sister and I, we didn't really know how to cope with it. We had to learn to speak a new language, adapt to the new culture. And we saw a lot of faces that were unfamiliar to us because back home in China, everywhere you looked, there was Chinese people. Mm. And when we came here, we saw people of a different skin color, different hair textures. Everything was so different for us that we didn't know what to do. So we stayed indoors a lot. We were like the Chinese and Franks. We were in hiding a lot. Like literally, we didn't know what to do. Like we were scared to go out. Like we were, because we hear, we hear stories of all the time. Like, oh, Americans are violent. Americans, you don't point when you, when you see them. Like we didn't know what to do. So it took months before we actually even started going outdoors. So what we saw of American television, uh, what we saw of American culture was what we saw on TV. So I learned how to speak English by listening to American music, American TV shows, American movies. So a lot of the times right now, people will ask me like, oh, where are you from? I'll be like, take a guess. They'll be like, you're from the West Coast. You're from California. But I tell them, no, it's because I watch a lot of Hollywood movies. And I speak like this, like a white girl, because I saw how they talk on TV. Yeah. I'm like one of the Valley Girls, you know. That's amazing. <laughs> like educated by Alicia Silverstone. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was educated by Regina George from Mean Girls. Oh, Regina. On Wednesdays, Regina. we wear pink. <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, you keep the, the Chinese heritage runs through your drag. So... How do you use it in drag to express, like, because you, clearly you're still very proud to be Chinese, which... Oh, yes, I'm I so proud. I'm wearing a blonde wig. I, <laughs> 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 I'm so proud of my heritage. I have decided uh, to start wearing blue eye contacts, you know. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I think it's important to show who you really are because that's my root. I know that in, uh, I don't know how it is in UK culture, but in American culture, anything that is not white, Caucasian, European is looked down upon. And for many years, I had a lot of internal shame, whereas I was ashamed to eat food that was 
of Chinese culture behave in a certain way that was representing Chinese culture or even speak a language that was similar or different from the American culture. So that I think when I was growing up and doing drag more and more, I learned to be proud of myself, be confident of who I am and realize and learn that, hey, it's not just the American white culture that is uh, that is be, should be viewed in a bigger picture. But my culture, Chinese culture, comes from thousands of years of proud heritage. And it is rich, it is special, and it makes me who I am. And I remember watching a lot of TV shows and movies from China, from China that mm. express a lot of dramatic costumes and how proud the culture is. And I have to remember, hey, I am Yihua, I am also Chinese, and hopefully that if I am representing it myself through my drag, other people, queer people, minority people, when they see me representing myself, they can too be part of who they are, whether they are, um, whether they are black, Hispanic, Muslim, whatever you are, just be proud of it. Not one culture can dominate this world. No, absolutely. And it is very similar in the UK. There is And this message is directly at you too, because you know, you two are. <laughs> you got it better than I am. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it is very, very similar in the UK. There's still lots of racism. There's still uh, lots of, particularly in the UK, there's uh, British exceptionalism. You know, we have this issue with right. exceptionalism in the UK that because... 100, 200 years ago, we ruled the waves and all of this bullshit, that we're still that country, and we're not. We haven't been that country yeah. since the First World War. You know, and mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it's taken a long time for, for people of a certain age to kind of come around to the idea that actually, we're a really tiny little country who has like thrived, but we've thrived yeah. because of multi multiculturalism because of having this incredible melting pot of different cultures and different people all coming from all over the world and yeah. bringing their ideas with them that's what's helped us to be you know a, a successful country because we punch way above our weight in terms of the world and that's because <laughs> we've got these amazing people coming in from all over the world who bring their ideas and skills with them and yet still yeah. there's this insane racism happening in the UK. Oh yes, oh yes. I heard something that was said a few years ago and I think that was so true. In order for the world to change, as harsh as this is going to sound, they have to die out. Because they're mental, <laughs> mentally and spiritually, they're so backwards still, still. that they can't cope with or adapt to new things that's happening in the world. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. I, I don't want to put anybody's name up there, but like, you know what I mean? Like, in yeah. order for change to happen, the world, the older generation, they have to die out because they don't want to learn new things. They don't want to adapt to what's, they don't want to see what's going on right now in the world. What they want is what's best for them. But yeah, the world is absolutely. always changing. absolutely. And I mean, one of the examples currently at the moment is we've, uh, you've got Dancing with the Stars, haven't you? Carol Baskin's going on, isn't she? And is she? Well, oh, our version, Strictly, okay. has got its first uh, same-sex couple on it. So we've got a lesbian boxer, and then she's going to be dancing with one, one of the women. And they, it's just caused uproar. Like, this Who's the doesn't lesbian happen boxer? in real life, you know? It's insane. It's absolutely bonkers to me. Yeah. Two women dancing together has caused so much aggro. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean... And it, and it is that thing, it's people who are just so stuck, just need to hurry up and But die. the conversation comes up every die. year, doesn't it? 
That's why it scared happens every year, the coronavirus, it? girl. <laughs> <laughs> Die! She knew. <laughs> she knew. I knew her name was Scaredy for a second, girl. Scaredy Cat. <laughs> oh, bless. Is there, a, is there a drag scene in China at all? In, in many of the larger cities? or? I can't speak personally how it was back then, but I knew that watching Chinese medias... It has mm-hmm. affected the way that I thought about drag queens, queer people, transgender people, that mm-hmm. they are not mentally stable, that they are mentally ill, they are perverted people, and they need help. So that's why mm-hmm. I thought that while I was growing up gay, I need to help. My parents thought I need to help. All the friends yeah. around me thought that I was different in a mentally unstable yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't think... There is, but if there is, it's very underground where you kind of like do it at home and then you kind of go to the bar and hang out with people that look like and dress like you. And I think that even the drag scene, it's kind of mixed in with the transgender scene a little bit because they just kind of all throw them into the same category. Same as here in America before, people think that, oh, if you do drag, you must be transgender. But it's actually two separate categories. There's so many... Yeah. So many categories under this big umbrella, whereas in China, they don't even bother looking at it. It's like all the same. So I think that there's a lot of figuring out and a lot of education to go before mm-hmm. China is ready to accept the drag scene and the transgender scene as two separate groups. Okay. Right. Wow. That's, again, yeah. crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, the world we live in, it's crazy, baby. Yeah. You think yeah, 2020 is. is crazy? Girl, the world oh, has well. been crazy for a very long time. Uh, like, I mean, it's just in our face right now, you know? Yeah, it really is 2020. We're seeing the world actually <laughs> as it is. That's what, you know, yeah. 2020 is showing us yeah. exactly. The, cl- kind of the, out the worst in a lot of people, yeah. The scene in New York, though, has quite a kind of club kiddie edge to it, doesn't it? What What was your route into to the the scene in New York. How did you start doing drag? I started doing drag because I was bored in high school. I didn't fit in with the boys. I didn't fit in with the girls. Like, I was so bored. Like, I knew that if I was going to be myself, more of myself, people will see that I'm flamboyant, I'm queer, I'm feminine, I'm different from them. So I was very low profile. I don't know if both of y'all can relate to this. Like, I go to class, I show up, I do my things, I don't show too much personality. Because if I'm low-key, they won't know or pay attention and realize that, oh, this bitch is a faggot. So I was very low-key in that way. So one time, my friend decided, hey, you know what, let's go to the clubs. She lived in the West Village. That's where a lot of the gay bars, the queer scene, the club scenes are. And so we dressed up for Halloween. It was 2016. I was 16 at the time. And when you dress up in drag, a lot of people can realize this and relate to this is that when you are in drag the bouncer doesn't realize who you are if yeah. that person is really you really or not so i did that for a while until i was 21 and then it became serious and then i started doing pageants and it just kind of developed from a club kit to a drag queen that way and as for the club scene here in new york city i think it was very very prominent in the 90s and then it kind of died out a little bit mm. in the millennium and then it kind of came back a little bit right now I think because of Drag Race and people getting more creative again I mean did you you've done some costume design for some of the Drag Race uh, people right. haven't you before right. you'd gone in how is that because of meeting people out in the New York scene or is that how did you get into that oh I think they were just poor and they know that I would work for five dollars girl <laughs> 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 they're like, oh, did you hear about you, Hamasaki? She will make this for you for five dollars. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think I was making clothes for myself because I didn't want to make things for. I didn't want to hire people to make things for me because I know they were going to be expensive. It wasn't going to be the way that I wanted. And if I was going to make it for myself, um, it's going to be the way that I want it. It's going to be free. And also with the power of social media, I'm tagging myself and making yeah. these clothes. And I think that's how people saw it. So how did you, how did you learn how to make clothes, though? Was that something you studied? YouTube. Or? Uh, I'm just oh. kidding. Yes, YouTube was available 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I watched I watched I watched a Patreon video twenty years ago. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I learned I was making Barbie clothes for my dolls when I was younger. So I learned it from my mother. I was hand stitching them and then eventually when my mother moved to the USA she worked in a factory and that's how I kinda learned how to sew. I just learned how to make the smaller things from a Barbie and translate it into a bigger pattern. Oh, I mean that doesn't seem like I a was, natural I was taught progression in school, to me. Were you guys not? <laughs> were you guys Girl, not taught how to sew in school? We're Asians. We wa- we start working young. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> it just from a Barbie to a human person does not. Yeah. That yeah, like yeah. That's that's a. <laughs> I could not do that. That's impressive. <laughs> Crazy, I can't do what you do. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, I can't do that. Well, not as either. high, but like, there are things that you can't do that I can't do. That's super impressive that you were able to just take that from oh, making little tiny things to go, okay, I can just make this bigger. I, I wouldn't be able to do that, not in a million years. So before filming season <laughs> 10, uh, Miss Cracker asked you to make some outfits. And without knowing you were both going to be on the show, so did you oh know, how did, how did you work this? Because you must have been like, okay, this bitch is going on the same thing I'm going on. What? Maybe Where I'll, are you getting these questions? These are so juicy. Maybe I'll drop <laughs> a couple of stitches here. Good. I won't do the lining for this. I'll make it yeah. fall apart on the runway. If I make it out of like, Velcro, it'll last 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where are you getting these facts? I mean, they're all true, though. The oh, Nancy research. Drew of Shakira. <laughs> um, so how did you I do with it? I knew a lot of the girls that were getting on because, because I think they're friends. They love to talk. So eventually it got back to me. They need better friends. So let's just say that. Um, I knew Dusty was on. I knew Cracker was on. I knew Monet was on. I knew Aquaria was on. And I don't think I've ever really talked about this, so you're getting the exclusive, okay? Love so, Good. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew Aquaria was on because she contacted my friend's public relations for some outfits, and my friend told me, hey, Aquaria's on the show. I was like, okay, all right. And then Dusty got on because she went to my friend, the same friend, to buy some outfits from her store. I was like, okay, she's on too. Cracker, I knew, was on, and also Monet, I knew, was on, because they both contacted me for costumes, and they wanted specific looks that I got on the list. As you know, Davina, when you get on the show, you get a list of all the outfits, and I was like, it's the exact same outfits that I have to bring. So I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, I know these four bitches are going to be on. So you weren't tempted, though, to, you know, just fuck them up a bit? No, I wasn't, because... (laughs) I'd have been like, I think, oops. 
I even actually tried to help some of them, like Monet Exchange. Like when she brought over this denim look, I told her, girl, you need to start again. This is bad. This is bad. And she was like, no, it's fine. It's fierce. It's fabulous. And of course, she got red on the runway. And then Miss Cracker, I told her, you know, just really think outside of the box. And she kept telling me, hey, I have this huge project. It's a huge opportunity. I was like, I can't. I'm really busy. I have a huge order. I can't do it. Same thing with Bob. She wanted some costumes. I can't do it. I have a huge, op- uh, I, I don't even have a huge opportunity. I have a huge order. I can't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I was trying to, I think like I, if I were to go in and win fairly, I think I would be more proud of myself. But I think yeah. it didn't work in my failure because I got sent home third. But Listening to you right now, I should have gone in a different route. But, you know, that's okay, <laughs> because people still know who you are. This is the thing. Yeah, absolutely. People know who you are. RuPaul doesn't, though. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know who any of us are. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. She could come in your house and still be like, who are you? I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, I don't even think the judges knew who I am either. So, it was during... This is an exclusive as well. I've never told anybody, so... <laughs> So one of the judges that judged during my season, one of the main judges, I was in a bar working and the person that is friends, really good friends with one of the main judges took a picture. Well, actually the friend said to me, congratulations, you're on season 10. Let me take a photo and send it to this judge. So he sent a picture to the judge of me and drag. The judge replied, cause you know, usually when you know the person, you send a picture just to show like, oh, you're with yeah. that person. So the judge received the picture, replied, and said, Why are you sending me this? Mm-hmm. Who is this? <laughs> Do you Perfect. get it? Perfect. The judge replied and said, Who is this? Who is this? Why are you sending me this photo? <laughs> and, I reply- and, and I know the friend was trying to cover up for the judge and be like, Oh, you know, the judge is just kidding. They know who you are. I'm like, Really, I don't think they do. I think they've seen so many girls walk through that down the runway, they forgot who I am, girl. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, especially now. <laughs> if it was now, they'd be like, well, you could be one of 600,000 girls. I have no idea this series. Yeah. Just imagine, like, okay. I mean, just imagine, like, in five years, they're just pumping out every season, season after season. I For think real. they're going to milk the F out of this franchise yeah. from VH1. And then VH1 doesn't even want them anymore. They're still going to milk it back at Logo. And when Logo doesn't want them anymore, they're going to milk it on Patreon, girl. They're going to milk it till every last drop. Let's just say Until that. Until we're all dead. <laughs> yes. Until it? we're all dead. What was, your, what was your cover story? I said, while I was in, uh, when people were asking, I said, oh, I was away on a yoga retreat. And I've, I'm very flexible now. What was your cover story yes. for while you Yoga were Yoga retreat. Filming? I believe that, yeah. actually. What happened? See, yeah. I believe that. See, <laughs> for me as do, well. Do, do, people, do people buy it or no? They did, yeah, some of them. But <laughs> they were like, the other them. ones were like, hmm, she's a drunk, she's an alcoholic, probably rehab girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga retreat. That's code word for rehab. <laughs> um, yeah, this is it. What so about what was yours? My excuse, I didn't tell anybody until I was on the plane because they told me, if it gets leaked, we're going to disqualify you. So I didn't tell anybody. Like the other girls, yeah, they told their employers and their friends that they were to go away for like a, a cruise ship or like vacation. Like that's cold work for like, hey, I'm going on drag race. But I didn't tell anybody until I was on the plane about to depart to LA and said, hey, my 
grandfather died. I need to go back to China for a few weeks. They're like, okay, whatever. Nobody questioned. What? <laughs> Perfect. <Wow. laughs> Why would they? Like, well, he did die yeah. like five years ago. I didn't like make up a oh. lie. So, like, <laughs> well, I was telling the truth. I was just five years late in telling people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, perfect. That's okay. As long so, as they're dead already, that's fine. It's when they're still yeah. alive and you go. Yeah, if they're still oh, alive, I've got to go home. Imagine if I send a text seconds later, literally yeah. drop that. Oh my yeah. god. Oh, oh my no. god. Yeah, that would be terrible. I've got loads of friends who've done that. Like the next week, then that happens, and they're like, "Okay, I'm oh, never no. ever going to tell that lie." You were like, "Ever just again. took three weeks for anything like that ever <laughs> again." That's creepy. <laughs> they're all witches. That's why. That's it. Uh, so we all know. Also, prior to Drag Race, uh, you were in Ka- uh, Katy Perry's performance of Swish Swish uh, with the Backpack Kid. Uh, what was that like to work with Katy Perry? Uh, we don't. How do I put this? Well, it's like working with. It's like working on Drag Race. You see, you see RuPaul when the camera sees RuPaul. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, right. we saw her when the cameras were there. Let's just say that. <laughs> so she didn't, I, did I, I, she didn't come out and say, Hi, guys. Thanks for being here. Hi, in the guys. You know what? who I am? <laughs> I am the... I am the... Uh, I don't even know who she is. <laughs> she, uh, no, cut that out. Cut that out. Hi, guys. I am <laughs> Katy Perry. Um, initially, she came in. She shook our hands. She said our names. And then we didn't really see her. Oh, but she did say hello. Yeah, she said hello. Because they don't always do that either. You know, like, lots of my friends... Just say Ellen Daenerys' name. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we already spoke to Blair, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> She does yeah. look like Ellen Daenerys. <laughs> just hilarious. When she wears that... In I that never thought about it, and now I'm just wig. gonna... How oh, no. Lynn. How leg. Oh, my God, it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, oh my god so you host bootleg opinions Um, yes tell us about bootleg opinions what's the premise what happens well you got a lot of our favorite looks from your season actually (gasps) i I don't know if you watched i didn't watch any of them i didn't watch any of them i I, I watched Excuse one, me. I know, because... I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm very <laughs> mentally unstable. So I watched um, one episode of um, The Other People. I don't like them. And Who? They were, um, a black crow and an old woman. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The official one, okay. Yeah. So I watched that, and they were really horrible. And so I was like, oh, I don't need to watch this. I don't need to watch any of this stuff. So I didn't watch any of them. So I don't know that I did okay. I didn't watch any of them because I didn't, I, so I don't know how I did on everybody's thing, you know, whether you thought it was okay or not. You did fabulous. Was, we uh, loved your, we loved the horse jockey look. That was our favorite. Uh, which was the black one with the black outfit with the red hair. I know the judges didn't like it hated it they shredded we loved me. it me and my guests we loved it and which other looks did we like i think your makeover challenge with a pregnant baby or whatever yeah uh what else um oh the one the david bowie that was our favorite oh yeah 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 um, yeah yeah you had a lot of affairs girl <laughs> who 
watch it, girl. See what all the kids are talking about. I'm just kidding. If you don't want to watch okay. it, that's No, I can deal. watch it now. That's the thing. With time has elapsed. It's okay. I've got some distance now, and I'm also taking medication, so it's fine. <laughs> I knew you were at rehab, girl. I knew it. Yoga retreat my ass, bitch. <laughs> So what's, so what's what's coming up now for you? Oh, sorry, you were going to say you the same thing. You you. What's you? What's going on for you now? What can we expect from you over the next um, few months? Ask me that question when the pandemic is over, because oh, so no plans right now, as yet. My, right now, my updates for you is to the fridge, to the bathtub, to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me oh, that question perfect. for a few months. I'll I'll have a better answer for you because if I s- tell okay. you it's gonna be a lie, and if I tell you it's gonna sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you got any plans to come to the UK? Uh, I was originally going to go to London at, to GAY the week the airports got shut down. <laughs> oh, Literally, like no. I was ready no, to really? go out to GAY and return to do the porn idol thing. And the airports got shut down. They said, you can come, but yeah. you're not going to be able to fly back to New York City. I said, well, I guess I'll just stay into New York City until it's over. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. 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 And before that, I was at DragCon UK. So once it's chilled out, you can resume visiting and hopefully yes. performing as well. Yes. Uh, last time I was there was during DragCon UK, and it was very, very busy. A lot of the fans showed up, and I had a lot of fun over there. I remember meeting someone. Uh, he said to me... I asked him, what's your name? Because I'm going to write it in the photo, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he said, my name is Jew. I said, Jew? Like, J-E-W? Jew? And he said, no, my name is Jew. <laughs> it was, I think, the, you know, oversee way he was saying it. And then I eventually found out his name was Drew. D-R-E-W. <laughs> Jew. Like, I was, like, going back and forth. I was like, I don't think that's your name, but are you sure your name is Jew? Like, I don't, I wouldn't name myself, my name is Chinese. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I want to call myself Chink. C H I N K. No, you know what I mean. Like, no, that's not my name. So I kept asking him, oh, "Are you sure your name is Jew?" Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> oh, that's quite funny. I always just say, oh, "Can you spell that for me? Can you spell that?" Yeah. Just spell that yeah. out for me. Because, <laughs> like, some of them, they say what their name is, and you just go, oh, "Listen, I'm a hundred years old, and I've got tinnitus." <laughs> Just fucking write it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just fill in the blank. Hi. Just write a line and then they fill it in themselves. Like, student of the month. Yeah. Those like little tablets they give out. <laughs> oh, so apart from bootlegs, where else can people find you? You can find me on social media under Yuha Masaki mm-hmm. on all platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Not on, tw- not on TikTok because I'm boycotting them because, you know, they're anti-gay they're anti-black lives matter so i'm not on there but you can find me on youtube as well sweet love that awesome perfect we thank will you do. thank you so much so much for talking to, to us what a joy thank you oh, Debbie so and ricky i had a fabulous time talking to you both love you bye cool. take bye. care honey bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye awesome bye perfect bye <laughs> Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. 
And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it. Come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting. No waiting. You shake me down, you touch it, you taste it, come take me here and now. Try it and buy it, the top of the stack, bag it and snag it, no need to attack. Instant and present, hit go and play back. Right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door. Have it and hold it, you only want more. Live it and love it, you've got it, it's yours. Right now, right now.